Good afternoon, everyone. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a look at the stock market for Friday, December 29th, the last trading day of 2023, where we saw stocks decline to cap off the year. But Ed, all in all, it was a pretty great year for the market this year. Yeah, it really was. Uh, best best year for the NASDAQ in 20 years. Uh, came out to a strong, strong finish. I want to take a look at three stocks and sort of different setups. NVIDIA, Mercado Libre, and Celsius Holdings. Sounds like a plan. We will do that. But first, let's take a look at the major indexes. We'll look at the day, you know, where we are in this uptrend <laughs> and, you know, sort of a little look back on the year and where we're set up for 2024. So today we saw the Nasdaq down six tenths of a percent, the S&P 500 off three tenths of a percent, the Dow down fractionally and small caps, the Russell 2000 with the hardest hit today down about 1.2%. But all in all, Ed, if you take a look at the Nasdaq composite here, things are looking pretty sunny at the present moment. Yeah, I mean, it was really, I think the, all the major indexes closed with weekly gains. I mean, not big weekly gains, but weekly gains. Uh, ninth straight gain for the major indexes. It's hard to get upset about that. Really strong finish. Uh, you can even argue that, well, we were sort of due for some kind of pullback. Not saying this is it, but, you know, having just a little bit of steam come off is probably not a bad thing. Look, it was a really strong finish. Everything really went well the last few months of the year. Uh, there was a lot of really great opportunities this year. There were definitely times when you didn't want to be too involved, you know, or 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 lightening up. But you know, it's just always style like even in great years, you want to be picking your spots. But there were some really strong runs, and you know, you sort of enter 2024 in pretty good shape. Exactly. So. A big win streak here. And after those three waves down that we saw in the August to November time period, that November 1st follow through day was pretty pivotal and something that we were waiting for and talking about how we wanted to see stocks acting right underneath the surface and pull us in. And that's exactly what happened. So uh, a strong finish to the year. And then if you rewind a little bit, looking at the earlier rallies in the year, we had a strong start right out of the gate in January with a January 6th follow through day and a, a pretty steep ascent for the month of January. And then we had to deal with the banking crisis stuff, Ed. <laughs> so uh, that ended up lasting for, you know, what, a month and a half or so. And then it seemed like we were on uh, another leg higher where we had another follow through day. I think it was towards the end of the month, 329, if uh, memory serves me right. And then we saw a breakout. So starting to see the moving averages trend upwards, stacked in the right direction, a couple of power trends throughout the year this year with the 21-day line, the green line here, containing the move in that summer period and now. So it seems like we have seen some strong periods in the market and the leading stocks to support that too. Yeah, that was you know absolutely all the way there. And you know, you look back at those times and now we can look back at the, the February to to March or the February to May period and go like, oh yeah, that was actually pretty nice. A lot of stocks set up, a lot of things refreshed. And then we saw that also as well in Oct you know, in this in the summer months or the late fall. And even that with that little uh pause around 2023 highs, where it's like, okay, some more buying opportunities coming in. So 
Uh, that's what's you know happened with a lot of opportunities uh, in this latest rally. What was so nice? There was follow through days, and it isn't like every day there was a bunch of buying opportunities for a couple of weeks, and a really a lot of opportunities to get in. Uh, recently, Arusha mm -hmm. Perez was on IBD Live and referred to it as a lockout rally, but it wasn't a lockout rally. I mean, there was a lot of opportunities, and then there was a new batch of opportunities, and maybe that'll happen mm -hmm. again. Uh, so. Again, that's looking back. We're going to have to look forward. Who knows what 2024 <laughs> will bring? You, right. know, you can't just say, well, I'm going to draw a straight line from October to straight up and we'll get up to 50,000 by the end of March. Uh, that's not quite how it's going to work. Mm -hmm. But uh, really, really good year. And uh, one I think we'll be looking back on because there's a lot of a lot of strength periods of, you know, periods to, to back off on. So a lot of a lot of good lessons mm -hmm. for investors. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, to your points there, Ed, I think what this year showed uh, is the importance of analyzing the technicals, not just relying on the economic picture. Of course, we had some pretty major Fed headlines that helped us, uh, especially towards the end of the year. But I think if you let the charts be your guide and focus on those patterns and the moving averages and support and resistance levels, that's really going to steer you in the right direction more than anything on the macro level or any particular headline. Yeah, I mean, you want to be aware of these things. And look, I'm the news yeah. editor here. So I try to sometimes I learn, think about it too much. Yeah, the same thing with the COVID crisis. I mean, the idea that we would go on this massive market run when the economy was basically halted. Mm -hmm. I mean, we basically shut down the entire economy and we took off. So you, you, you know, you have to be looking at those technicals and you just, you know, uh, and, and that was, yes, a very important lesson uh, once again in this year. Yeah. I mean, it's all important. It is. Yeah. But I think just letting <laughs> letting the charts be your guide. Otherwise, I don't know. I feel like I'd be flying blind if I wasn't yeah. looking at charts uh, to know when to get in or out. And I know something, Ed, that you've also pointed out, uh, you know, speaking of looking at charts and patterns is the cup with handle and how we saw a cup with handle within a cup with handle. So now we have this big cup with handle breakout brewing. And then we had a cup with handle within that a little bit of a pause. We didn't get a down week, but uh, on the daily, there was that pause there. So talk to me about what you're seeing in the charts here. And not only for the NASDAQ, I mean, the S&P 500 and the Dow and the Russell, there's also some interesting things to, to talk through on those weekly charts as well. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot of that. I think we're seeing, and Mercado Libre will be an example, but a lot of stocks that are pulling back to their 21-day lines, perhaps. Like, that would be an opportunity. Not not some things there. So, that with the, with the modest action we saw at the end of the year, uh, you know, it might take... That's why we had so many great setups, because of that cup-with-handle, cup-with-handle kind of situation. Uh, definitely need to be... Uh, you know, a lot of stocks have been running up, so there's a lot that are extended. But uh, so just look for new opportunities when they develop. And maybe, you know, they're, they're developing. I think there are some more developing right now uh, that weren't there a couple of week or two ago. But, uh, you know, the, the stocks tend to follow the market and the market is showing that little dipper, big dipper kind of thing. There, right? <laughs> going on. Exactly. OK, well, let's take a look at the S&P 500. So best year for the Nasdaq, as you said, in 20 years for the S&P. Something interesting to point out here is that we are getting awfully close, Ed, to a new all time high for the S&P. 
Yeah, and it would be a natural place for us to pause. I mean, but there's been a lot of places that's been places to pause, and we haven't paused for long in this rally, so we'll see. Uh, that's just really impressive, just sort of coming on, coming on. Uh, some strong volume, not so much this week, but there's been a lot of strong volume in this rally. And uh, coming on, and the breadth has really improved. This is the S&P 500. It's not just the Magnificent 7. The NASDAQ is still finding to come back up. There's a lot of, lot of strength in this rally. Uh, even more so, in some ways, more so than the beginning of the year, which was more concentrated. Right. So a lot of opportunities for investors beyond just uh, software and mega caps and chips. Absolutely. And the Dow with a milestone of its own this year, getting to new high ground a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, you didn't think that was going to be the case, but uh, a couple of months ago that the Dow would be leading the way. But yeah, that just shows you that uh, there was a lot of that industrials, financials, and some other names in there that the Dow has that has are lifting this uh, to new heights. Small caps participating as well. So here's a look at the Russell 2000. Uh, with Friday's decline, it did end up being a slightly down week. But we have this key resistance level that we've been keeping tabs on just above the 2000 level that it's still holding above. Yeah, I mean, there was finally a period of over several weeks that we've been outperforming, not this week, of course, but actually outperforming the S&P 500 really hasn't seen that kind of, even for just that brief period, really hasn't seen that for a long time since since 2020. Uh, it's really just been these tiny blips. So uh, getting above key resistance, really impressive here. So it's just showing that breadth. And uh, again, I think that's, you know, we don't want to talk about the macroeconomics, but the macroeconomics looking a lot healthier. Uh, I think that's one reason why you're seeing this breadth in the market. And uh, means that means that it's a harder work for investors because a lot more to look at. Uh, it's not like, hey, just show me the 50 stocks again. No, no, there's several hundred you want to be uh, at least scanning through every weekend. Yeah, no, I mean, the improving macro picture is a huge part of things. So that's a good transition <laughs> to taking a look at the weekly chart of the 10-year yields. And boy, what a year it was for Treasury yields, Ed, hitting a high of almost 5% here. We can go to a monthly chart and just show the historic ascent, highest levels since uh, mid-2007 or so. But the final two months of the year, seeing that back off uh, pretty significantly. Yeah, I mean, inflation finally seems to be under control. And right now, we don't seem to have a recession on the way. Uh, you know, you can note that we had similar situations. We've had times where it'll come up and then it would come down for a couple months. So maybe this will be bounce right back up. But right now, this has been a huge tailwind mm -hmm. uh, for the for the market. Uh, those markers, again, the Fed hasn't been cutting rates and this isn't going to, so auto loans aren't coming down. Those things aren't coming down, but but a lot of things, mortgages, mortgages have really come down. Uh, a lot of things, a lot of pressure taken off uh, the economy with this uh, with this in the last few months. Yes, definitely. Okay, let's take a look at some sector ETFs. Here's a look at chips, but uh, we'll go to the weekly charts or even monthly charts for some of these. So we saw a cup with handle here for SMH as well on the monthly and a breakout to cap off the year. Yeah, and you can sort of see that there were some strong runs throughout the year. There was a pause and there was a strong move. And there was even, even more recently, there was sort of another little pause right around those highs uh, and just showing that kind of strength. So there was a lot of opportunities here. Obviously, NVIDIA, huge winner, but there's a lot, lot of names.
Yes, a lot of names for sure. Okay, let's go to IGV. This is software. So here's a look at the weekly chart. This is another leading group that we saw this year and not quite at new highs yet for IGV, but a similar base structure and a lot of strength throughout the year with a little bit of a pause there, as we mentioned. Yeah, a little bit of a pause there. And, you know, just... Uh... <laughs> chips and software when those are both doing so well and it wasn't and these are igvs weighted towards big names like microsoft and, and salesforce but there was a lot of stocks uh, software names especially late in the year that had really big runs and maybe even be setting up again that uh, people should be aware of yeah a compelling recovery here and you also mentioned industrials financials even the the metal and mining stocks so we'll just quickly take a look at those so industrials here's a look at xli also in new high territory, clearing this long consolidation, going back to mid-2021, XLF in recovery mode, uh, really strong performance in November and a nice gain for December as well. And then we have XME, this is the metals and mining ETF, nice gain in December up over 9% after a gain of more than 10% in November. Okay, let's get to some stocks, Ed. NVIDIA, this is the IBD stock of the day today and the last one of 2023. And even though it's been going sideways uh, for the last six months or so, the first half of the year was stellar for NVIDIA, which really led the market uh, even before it started looking like, okay, this, this rally early in the year started having some legs. It seemed like NVIDIA was one of the first ones out of the gate to start recovering. Yeah. And as I recall, it had bottomed in late 2022. Uh, and so when it came back and sort of ran up you know, to start the year, it certainly had an opportunity, you know, uh, in back in March, there was a base in there, huge move, huge earnings. And it is interesting that while it's gone sideways for the past four or five months, it, it, the RS line hasn't really fallen. It's sort of like, so it has sort of, because it has sort of ultimately trended higher. It's at the top of this consolidation that it's had for the past several months. So even though it's been sideways, it, it still somehow hasn't lagged. I don't quite know how it's done that, but that's, <laughs> must be some kind of AI level that I can't understand. Obviously, the enormous earnings and the enormous transformational change, this is leading it. And you said this was stock of the day. Clearly, this was the stock of the year. It was the, by far the top performer in the S&P 500. Uh, and I, Ken Trevis noted and others have noted, you could argue this, even though it's tripled and is now over a trillion dollars, you could argue that it's cheap. The forward PE is only a 26 uh, because people are expecting this huge growth to continue through next year. That's really not an expensive level. Again, you know, we often don't look at peas, but it's not something that's is crying out, you know, oh, this is so expensive and priced to perfection. Uh, there's should be coming out with a next generation chip next year. So there's a lot of reason why you'd think it would do well. And if it's been beating guidance the like way it has, uh, that would be a positive. Uh, I will say the one one negative is that where has been the volume on the upside? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we still has the up-down volume ratio is now getting to a 1.2. It's improved a little bit on the daily weekly in the last couple of weeks, maybe, but it still has an EAD accumulation distribution rating, which is the worst possible. And uh, so that is that is the one thing that, you know, uh, you know, will institutions really come in and and buy up? I'm, obviously, they're loaded up on NVIDIA, but will they load up even further? push this higher in 2024.
Right. I know it's it's so interesting. Light volume can be a concern until it isn't, because it seems like a lot of times we see a powerful breakout accompanied by volume and you analyze the base ahead of that. And oh, look how dead quiet the volume went. So who knows? Maybe NVIDIA is setting up for that kind of situation. But if it does clear this 500 level, a, a very psychological level, we know round numbers can uh, be triggers for traders. It could be interesting to see. Well, or you know, hindsight could also show us. Well, you know, the volume wasn't really there, and other other <laughs> stocks started leading. So we'll just have to we'll just have to see what we get if we get a powerful breakout and if the volume is there. But in terms of the story and the fundamentals, uh, you are right at it. It does seem like it's leading the way for now, and we'll have to see if in twenty twenty four it can continue. Okay, next on the list, let's take a look at Mercado Libre. Melly pulling back a little bit, taking a look at the daily chart. It's right at the 21-day line, and it's been tightening up. So this is good to see here for a leading stock, seeing it quiet down and find support at a key level like this. Yeah, so while NVIDIA was at near a traditional buy point, sort of been consolidating for a while, Cardo Libre has broken out. There's a lot of leading stocks. So, you know, you're finding like, how I'd like to be in the leaders, not the laggards. Well, here's a leader that got up to the profit taking zone, you know, or right up to it, you know, that green shaded area. And then it's now consolidated. And we've seen a lot of stocks. There's a lot of names that are doing this. Doesn't mean they'll work. Doesn't mean some, you know, but we'll see. Uh, but it's nice to see this might provide an opportunity, maybe a strong bounce off the 21 day line, getting up to the 1600 level. You can sort of see that sort of rough downtrend that you're doing, sort of breaking that level. I think on a weekly, it probably will have a three weeks tight. I don't know what the weekly change was. Not that you necessarily, it, it technically has a three weeks tighter will after this week. Mm -hmm. And then another week, it would have a flat base, which would, you can see that that 10 week line is really a lot closer now than it was when when it peaked a few weeks ago. So, just a little bit more, you could imagine that coming up and just uh, uh, just find just the right amount of consolidation um, for for this winner that's had gone on had a really strong 2023, a real strong finish to the year, and with the fundamentals to boot. Exactly. Yeah, that triple digit growth on the bottom line and top line growth, the lowest in the last <laughs> year was 31%. So healthy top line growth as well here. So another one to watch. And let's round things out with a look at Celsius. Here's another uh, talk with, I see what you're doing here, Ed. I see your theme, triple digit earnings stocks. So here's another one, Celsius, which had a nice period of outperformance from April to September. And ever since then, it has been forming a base, but maybe this week is the start of the stock's comeback. It, it may be, and we'll see. And if you could look at the history, there's been a history of where it'll come down to, you know, the 50-day line and then surge right up. And so uh, sometimes it'll pause and, you know, fall back down, but it often goes, you know, or sometimes it moves on a run like it did earlier this year. So, uh, you know, it's coming up to a trend line there. And so maybe like basically this week's high could be a place where you could use that as a trend line entry because you may not want to wait till it gets too high because, again, if you went all the way up to the, to the consolidation high, that would be really extended from the 50-day line, you know, if unless it was really gradual. So this might be a place, you know, in, to get into it. Obviously, the RS line 
has lagged. This has not been leading for a while, and, and the stock has come down considerably, unlike NVIDIA. So the RS line is coming down, but this may be a chance to, to get in. The earnings are triple-digit growth. The revenue is triple-digit growth. Uh, you know, it's, it should have strong growth next year as well. You know, it, comparisons will get a little tougher, but uh, this might be a place to be entering it uh, as, you know, because it might be a lot safer than a traditional buy point. Yeah. Well, it's one to watch as we head into 2024. Thank you so much, Ed. And now let's just talk about the kind of mindset and what traders should be doing as we turn the page from 2023 to 2024. Uh, first, I think you just have to be ready for maybe some volatility to start the year. Uh, technically, the Santa Claus rally is supposed to run for the first couple of trading days, but you don't know. There's, uh, There could be tax selling. People may be selling these big winners and waiting till January so they don't have to pay taxes until uh, for another year. So that's just something to keep in mind. But still, they should be looking looking for buying opportunities. Uh, look for these stocks that are setting up in different ways. Uh, hopefully, you're looking for the strong fundamentals. But I would also suggest that you know if you want to if you're going to do better in 2024, look back to 2023. See how your trades were. Like, look at the trades. What were your best trades? What were your worst trades? What were the winners that you missed out on? And so you try to find ways. Well, what are the rules I have? Am I following my rules? And if I'm not, you know, you know maybe I should. And if, if the rules are keeping you from some of these winners, well, how would you adjust them so you can take advantage of that without say, uh, you know, putting yourself at too much risk. So just want to be taking a look to see how you can improve, do a postmortem so you can have a, a better tomorrow. Couldn't agree with you more. I think every time that I look at my trades and I try to not wait for the year, I mean, it's a great time to do it, you know, look at all your trades for the year, but I try to do it every every couple of weeks or even just when I exit, just look back and, and fast forward a couple of weeks later, how did the trade unfold and see how I did. But I couldn't agree with you more. I think doing that post analysis is so important to identify not only what you're doing right and wrong, but to help you understand your trading style and maybe to lean into more of, of what you're good at and do less of uh, what's not working for you. So wise words there, Ed, and happy birthday. To Mr. Ed Carson, our incomparable IBD News Editor. We hope you have a, a fabulous birthday and uh, Happy New Year, Ed. All right. Thank you very much. Happy New Year to you as well. All right. Happy New Year, everyone. We'll see you in 2024. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.